Welcome to The Thinking Tree, a podcast to help believers renew their minds and reform their hearts. I'm Adam Sanchez. And I'm Jeff No. And today we're talking about emotions and faith. All right, so super easy topic. <laughs> yeah, our emotions. Super easy topic. Really right? easy to understand. Yeah. Tonight, or th- on this episode of Thinking Tree, we want to talk about emotions and faith. Yeah. You know, how those, you know, work a little bit and, and there's a lot here to unpack, but sure. here's the main question. This, this is what we're trying to answer tonight. Yeah. Should a Christian have an emotive response to the gospel? Uh, that That's the one of the biggest no-brainers you've ever asked me. <laughs> Answer, That's an easy yeah, question. All right. answer, yes, let's go yes. on. Next okay, question. Next no, question. No, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean honestly, think about this for come on now. If if you if you if you know Jesus Christ, if you've trusted in him as your Lord, and you understand both your own sin and what he has done as your substitute on that cross to pay the debt for every 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 sin you'll ever make, if that does not <laughs> that does not draw out emotion in you. Uh, let's just check your pulse. You may be dead. I <laughs> and, mean, come on, right? And yet there are professing believers I know. who have this very, what they would call rational or logical, you know the terms. Intellectual. The response to the gospel where they say, well, it's just true because it's true and I don't need to have any other response because that's true. And and yet your question of do you have a pulse, I think is merited because we're asking, you know, do you have a pulse? We're asking does that impact you at all? Do you think yeah. that you really have been saved? Is this is this knowledge that you're assenting to and you're just saying it must be true? Yeah. Or is this truth that you are convicted by mm. and that you respond and live out of? Yeah. I think that's the distinction. Because like you can tell me, you know, Adam, there's clouds outside. Mm-hmm. And I can say, oh, okay. Sure, right. there, there are right. clouds. There are clouds. And I can go along and tell all these other people there are clouds. But then there's a difference between, you know, me doing that and you saying, Adam, these clouds are very dangerous. Yeah. Like you should have an umbrella. You should have a rain jacket. And now I could still assent to that and right. say, okay, yeah, that's true. But if I live accordingly, I'm going to go outside with the with the umbrella. I'm going to go outside of the rain jacket. And because, check it out. Because there's a difference yeah. of being convicted and saying this is yeah. what I need to respond to. We're just saying, oh, yeah, that's knowledge. And I know it. Yeah. And it's sunny outside. Therefore, you know, yeah, some people put sunscreen on. I don't really think I need to. There is a difference between yeah. just saying it's knowledge and it must be true and then being convicted yeah. and living it out. Yeah, one of my qualifying statements that I made was if you understand your sin. Mm. And so a person that the person that has no emotional response to that but just deals with it in a rational intellectual sense uh, is either A, not saved, or uh, I'll make a broad brush statement, doesn't fully know their own heart, doesn't mm. know the extent of their depravity, hasn't really dealt with their sin uh, or they could just be prideful. Like I'm actually, I think I'm actually pretty good. Yeah. And so I'm, I am glad that Jesus died for me, but you know, I'm a decent guy. I mean, and that scares me. Yeah. Are you really, so it raises, if there's no emotion there, it should raise questions for us mm-hmm. because this is a powerful thing. Now, let, let me leave a little bit of room for background, upbringing. Sure. Uh, you know, my look, if your parents were, you know, they taught you, they they built into you. We don't show emotion, mm-hmm. so there's going to be yeah, don't cry, boys. Don't exactly. Cry. So there, there yeah, could, some of us grew up with that. Yeah. yeah. So there could be a spectrum on that, um, and it's one of the things that I because um, I was raised to some extent in that in that mentality. My dad was a tough guy, mm-hmm. and he was like, "I'm going to raise tough sons," 
And, um, and so we didn't cry, you, you weren't allowed. Um, but I have tried over the years to grow in that, to be more emotional and, and, I, and I don't always like it. And you, the <laughs> You're elders, not always comfortable. The yeah. elders give me a hard time. I'm like, I can't believe I just, I sort of broke down in that sermon. They're like, no, it's good. It, it's good. You're showing yeah. that you're, that, that you are emotional. That you have a pulse. That I have a pulse, I think is exactly. what you said to give you the direct quote. But because my upbringing, I, I almost try to hold it in, but I'm yeah. getting better at that as I get older. I'm to be more free in expressing that emotion. And yeah. So I would encourage anybody that's come from that background where you feel a little bit stunted and it's usually more men than women, but sure. it can be women too. Yeah. Um, it's okay to get outside that and say, and to really examine your own heart and to see what Jesus has done and mm-hmm. let it just let, let the emotions, as long as they're genuine, don't fake it. Yeah. Don't manufacture it. Right, right. But if it's a real emotion, sit in that. It's good. Yeah. You know, it. it's interesting. There, there are some good books and maybe we'll talk about, uh, we don't have to, but there are a couple of good books. If, if you have a question about a good book, come see me is what I would say. Because there, there's a lot of not good books about biblical emotions or potentially True. biblical emotions. But as we think about it, God created emotions. Mm. So emotions Amen. are not a human manufactured thing. In and of themselves, right? We may fan them into flame more. We might, or like try you to mentioned, put them on, try yeah. to put them on and yeah. manufacture them. But in and of themselves, emotions are part of the human experience. And Jesus Himself yeah. had emotions and, and displayed them. I mean, you want to list a few that I mean, are just um, on top of your emotions mind? are all over the Bible. Yeah, I mean, it's, Mo- it's all the characters. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all of them. <laughs> I mean, yeah, Jesus was not a dispassionate man. Mm-hmm. I mean, you talk about him weeping. Yeah. You talk about him feeling deep compassion. Mm-hmm. You you talk about him being righteously angry. Yeah, there's all kinds of things. But every biblical character you can think of, you were listing some of them earlier. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, you got Moses. I mean, Moses right. was. Remember when he was tremendously discouraged? I don't know how to speak. What am right. I going to do? And, right. You know, so he's you know you picture almost like that anxious nervousness, yeah. right? Yeah. In there, and and then the confidence when he finally goes and is faithful. Yeah. Um, and you get these thousands of people that are following him. Yeah. Which, and he's speaking to Pharaoh. Yeah. It is wild. Yeah. You, you got Paul. Uh, we were we were reading together as an elder team recently in Second Corinthians chapter one. Yeah. And how Paul and and, and a few of the the apostles there. Uh, and believers were despairing even to live yeah. because of the hardships and difficulties that they were going through. Yeah. And and so these emotions, they're just, you know, they're all, over, and yet they said it's good. They, they said that was a good thing and it wasn't bad because it made them rely on God. Right. There are, there are some emotions, there are some emotional expressions that can be destructive. Sure. So I yeah. know, I know we'll, there we'll talk about that. Yeah, yeah. There's good emotion and then there's emotion that, that is, is not going to take you in a good direction. Yes. So we got to talk about that. Yeah. But all that to say, yeah. right before we turn yeah. the corner to hit that, yeah. the, the biblical case for emotions is there yes. not because we're looking for it, yes, but because God created human beings right. with a capacity to have emotions. Aren't you glad? Amen. Right. And, and they should be fanned into flame in the right way. Right. They should be fueled the right way. Correct. So it shouldn't be emotionless, but right. maybe not emotion-led. Right. You know, maybe that's a you know a distinction to a degree in, in some yeah. of these things. Just to put the caution there for those who might be like, oh, sh- touchy feely. Let me share something real quick because I remember I, rem- I wrote this down because I remember an article I read years ago. It was a Desiring God, God article, and I remember it wasn't Piper, but it was somebody on their staff there who who wrote this quote: "Was emotions are a gauge, but not your guide." Yeah, and that's a brilliant statement. In other words, they do tell you something about yourself. Yeah, how you feel is like. Okay, where'd that come from? Mm-hmm. It came from somewhere deep within me, my soul or my heart. 
okay, it tells me something. I can't necessarily be guided by that right. because it may not be a healthy emotion, but it can tell me where I'm at. Yeah. I think it's really, really an important statement uh, well, in, to make. In counseling, it's exactly that's exactly the way we think about it. In, in counseling or discipleship, we're looking at emotions as either smoke detectors, carbon mm. monoxide detectors. Um, those are in terms of the negative ones, in yeah. terms of the bad things. Those are going to give us an indication of where things are going wrong. Right. Uh, because those wrong emotions or, or unbiblical emotions are uncultivated. You right. know, emotions. Good word. Are we'll come back to that one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, those those things are going to give a window into the unhealthy areas, the unbiblical areas yeah. of a person's life. You know, where's the fire? Yeah. You know, so that smoke detector helps us to find the fire, um, and not the good fire, but the bad fire that we need to put out and and really help address biblically. Um, you know, or if we're thinking about bad fruit and good fruit, mm. um, the the uncultivated emotions, those are bad fruits. Yeah. Uh, those are rotten, stinky, smelly, unhelpful things. And so we need to find those so we can find out where's the bad root because the bad fruit doesn't come from good trees. Jesus made that very clear. Right. Bad fruit comes from a bad root, comes right. from a bad tree. So right. we need to dig down and try to understand. So what's unbiblical in the thinking and, uh, you know, in the responses, and then we can cultivate the good emotions yeah. that should come That's from good. truth and, and from things that are that are right. Yeah. So I love that the, the, there are guides, they're not our... Uh, gauges. Or, sorry, there are gauges, not our guides. Yes, right. Yeah, right. and so they don't rule us, right? right. They don't dictate. They, they fuel us, but they don't lead us. Right. Like, yeah, that's that's really, really good. So as we think about that uncultivating aspect of emotions yeah, or the, the uncultivated ones, there are emotions that can just, you know, uh, explode out of us. Overwhelm us. Overwhelm us. Yeah. And they can be, sometimes it may be adjacent right. to a good thing. Right. You know, when we see wicked things, we can be righteously angry, but there's going to be some aspect of unrighteous anger in there right? Uh, because we're not perfect. We don't emote the same way Jesus did. Right. So we have that dynamic where we're yeah. going to have to be sanctified in the midst of it. Yeah. So even something like that, we're going to need to, to walk through that. So if we're, not un, if we're not cultivating our emotions biblically, we're going to have emotions that could rule us. You know, mm. being really angry over something, uh, being really indignant about, uh, you know, professing believer doing something immoral. Uh, you know, and just getting really angry yeah. at them or being really downcast because we thought God was doing something else and he doesn't give us that opportunity. He doesn't open the door for us to do X, Y, or Z. We don't get that raise. We don't get yeah. the promotion. We don't get the insert whatever, the thing that we want um, that, that he has not provided. And so we can live with those emotions leading us because yeah. they're not cultivated. It's like a, it's like a garden. I know you're a gardener, mm -hmm. uh, which is maybe we'd need to have an episode about oh, your favorite plants good. and all yeah, that. Yeah. Um, but it would be like having all these weeds just growing all over. And you know, somebody might look at that and be like, Oh, that's just my garden versus saying, well, no, every, every plant has its space and it, it shouldn't be overgrown. And so mm -hmm. I trim and I care for it. And right. really that's the more the picture that we have with the emotions. Like there is going to be the really, uh, you know, lamenting emotions over certain things and that's necessary. Yeah. Then there's going to be the really joyous, you know, really glad, uh, emotions that, that come in certain seasons. And there's yeah. going to be the, you know, emotions of, okay, I'm just tired. And you know, there's going to be a lot. They yeah. all have their space. Everything yeah. has its time and space, but nothing should just be uncultivated we're just a free reign to right. do whatever it wants. Right. Well, and I think there's I think there's two sides of uncultivated. As we started out talking about lack of emotion, that's uncultivated too. You're not mm -hmm. you're not 
the Bible does not praise coldness right. or lack of emotion. Just having a dirt yard instead of having weeds that, growing. That's is good. Not, that's good. <laughs> that's not right. the answer. Now the, the Bible does praise self-control, yes. but not shut down emotions where I just don't feel anything because that, that comes out in unhealthy ways. Yeah. And that is not good in marriage. Right. That is not good in church relationships. You'll never be a leader of others if you are a cold, shut down human being. Yeah. So some of us err on that side. Like I'm just shut down. It just, it's a, almost a self-protective thing. Like I, I just don't want to feel anything. Mm. And it's, it's not good. That's uncultivated. But then the other side is what we, we usually think of. And that's where we lack self-control and yeah. our emotions are just, they do, they overwhelm us. They just, yeah. they come out and we don't, we don't hold the tongue. We don't control the tongue. And they just come out all over the place. And then you end up being unstable. Yep. And you become reactive. And you have a tendency to either, in some cases, fall apart and other cases to lash out because your emotions now are dictating mm -hmm. um, your attitude, dictating the way you respond to other people. So that uncultivated part of the garden. So there's two bad parts of the garden. No, it's right? great. You know, I right. love that you're bringing up the, we talk about the two ditches often, right? yeah. the extremes. Good. And those are the two extremes, either having, you know, that, that lifeless garden that has yeah. just dirt and nothing else or this weed filled garden that has all, all these things growing, but they're not maintained and they're not right. in their proper place. And so it's just chaos right. ruling and reigning right. over Correct. there. And so those, those are two ditches that we should avoid when we're thinking about our emotions. So how, how do we, how do we cultivate the right kind of emotions? What encouragements can we give as we're helping people think about this? I know you have a lot of thoughts. We've been in the, the series of the Psalms mm -hmm. recently. I know it's been a tremendous blessing for me. I, I've even told you that I've encouraged other people and even counsel these at times to listen to these sermons because they're helping to cultivate yeah. the right emotion and the right response to the gospel, to Christ, to God for what he has done. Yeah. Uh, so for a listener out there, if you have not listened to the sermon series on the Psalms, go to YouTube, uh, check out Oak Hill Bible Church, and you can check on the sermon page. Meanwhile, another little plug, you can also check out the Unshakable series uh, <laughs> there as well. Subscribe. But subscribe, yeah, hit the like <laughs> button, all those things. Hit the yeah. notification icon. Right, right. Uh, but be sure to listen to, to those uh, sermons because you're going to get a much more unpacked version of some of this discussion that we're having right now in very particular uh, passages of scripture, yeah. which would be a huge help to people. But all that, back to the question here, yeah. what kind of encouragements would you give as, as people are thinking about cultivating the right kind of emotions in their yeah. response to the gospel? Yeah, there's so much because um, Psalms is so filled with this. But the first thing I would say is, is the Psalms don't hold back. So for that segment of Christendom where you were taught Never discuss your weaknesses. Never, never, never uh, hide anything you're struggling with. Uh, don't talk about it. The Psalms tells you, be real before God. Hmm. Be authentic. And, and God can handle those questions like David last Sunday. Yeah. Lord, why? I don't understand. I don't understand why you've mm -hmm. chosen to forsake me right now. Yeah. Uh, and of course he hadn't, but that's what he perceived. He that's felt That's what it. he felt, yeah. But he, he, he went to God with it. So this idea of real issues, real struggles, mm -hmm. real responses, real yep. honesty, all of that is great. Now, what do you do with that, mm -hmm. right? Because you can feel all those things. Yeah. And, and you shouldn't hide from it. It's yeah. real. Don't um, pretend like you're not feeling it exactly. if you're feeling it. And a lot of people pretend. Yeah. At least on the outside. Maybe they share with their spouse or sure. they take it out on somebody sure. else, but yeah. they, they're hiding it. Okay, so I'm feeling these things. These things are real. What do mm -hmm. I do with it? Well, 
the great example in Psalms is David constantly going to the Lord and yeah. asking the hard questions and saying, Lord, here's, here's what I'm going through. I need you. You are my refuge. You yes. are my God. Yeah. I, know, I know these things about you. I know your promises, but I am struggling right now. So, so it's, it's we go to the word, we go to the Lord. And then here's the key. We commit to respond biblically, yeah. right? Not according to the flesh. And this is the battle that we fight in that crossroads right. of, of what do I do with this now? I've gone to mm -hmm. the Lord. I poured out my heart. Now I need to be patient and watch to see how he responds, how, he, how the spirit encourages my heart. But in the meantime, I'm not gonna lash out. I'm not gonna fall apart. I'm going to focus on the promises of God. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be encouraged. Maybe I'm gonna go memorize scripture, mm -hmm. whatever it might be, but I'm gonna respond biblically and not just how I, how I feel. Right. Ah, right. You know, and I'm, and I'm, I'm out of control again. Mm -hmm. So I think that's what the Psalms teaches us is it's okay to be real, ought to be real, yeah. ought to pour out our heart. But then at the end of the day, we remember God's promises, remember who he is, that he is our only hope, our only refuge. And now okay, now I'm going to go through the Rolodex in my head about all the things that I learned throughout the New Testament about how do I function now in the body of Christ? How do I, how do I, how do I um, interact with others in the body? Um, who can I go to for wisdom, for counsel? Yeah. There's just respond biblically with those emotions. Take them to the Lord, respond biblically. That's really good. You know, I, th I think about even... Um, it's Jeremiah in, in Lamentations. I'm going to butcher it here because I don't know the passage in front of me, but uh, at the end of Lamentations, towards the end, <clears throat> he begins to even ask questions of both of God and, and kind of self. Yeah. You know, these kinds of questions like, who is a God like you? Yeah. So on the one hand, he's like, you, he's, he's praying. He's like, you, God, you are going to utterly destroy us and there's not going to be anyone that stands... And he's lamenting yeah. because these are his people and they're God's people. Yeah. You know, at least a covenant people in that. And, and um, there, there's a promise there. And so he's he's almost questioning the promise to an extent. Like, well, God, yeah. is this real? We're going into exile. And yet he's saying, but you will not forsake. Right. And so he, he asked the question, you know, like, God, what are you doing? And yeah. then he answers with what God is doing. Right. Um, you know, he says, you know, Lord, you've seen these things. You know what's fallen upon us. Right. You know that our fathers sinned. You know that we're bearing uh, their iniquities. You know that we're being ruled by others. And so he's he's asking questions and then answering. And so we come back yeah. to that theme of asking questions. Even of, Habakkuk, by the way, is in, yeah, if you want another yeah. book to read, Habakkuk asks really hard questions of God. I know He's like, I know we deserve this, but you're using a people more wicked than yeah. us to discipline your people who you love. Yeah. So hard questions. We yeah. see we see the beauty of even asking those questions. Uh, maybe they're they're explicit in their question, or it's just implicit in the teaching self. Yeah, you know, and the responding back. But there there is a good Christian habit of asking questions. We find ourselves in that moment. You know, maybe it's the despair over. Uh, we were talking about living living for the end, and, and maybe it's a loved one yeah. uh, who's going through a hard time. You know, a difficult health diagnosis, or uh, you know, a recent loss uh, in the family. Uh, or a friend. And so we ask, you know, on the front end, like, God, what are you doing? Yeah. We, we might ask that. And then we can answer. Yeah. God, you sit enthroned. Only you sit enthroned above the heavens. Only you have the keys of life and death. Only you decide right. who lives and who dies. And no one dies uh, without your sovereign hand over everything yeah. that occurs. And so, God, we don't need to be scared or surprised by what's happening. 
And so we can answer, yes. God, what are you doing? Oh, this is what you're doing. If I don't have all the answers. If we're deeply rooted yes. in the scriptures. Yes. If we're not, we might find ourselves in trouble. Yeah, and, and we, can, we can answer those either really wrongly yes. is, is a great danger yeah. or just not even answer them. Right. And, and just, and just give up. spiral, yeah. right? You ask the question, God, what are you doing? I, I don't know anything and I don't know what's happening. And, and, and likely it's because of something you mentioned uh, a couple episodes ago about not actually learning. Mm. It, it's you having heard and you sit under great teaching, you know, yeah. you sit under great preaching and, 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 there, and the truth is there. Yeah. <laughs> it's not, it's not far from you, but if it has not been uh, reasoned, accepted, and then lived out, now that person hasn't learned it. Right. They've heard it. Right. But they haven't learned it. Right. There's that big difference. Because they weren't teachable. Out. They really, they, they, they really just wanted their yeah. own opinions affirmed but they weren't teachable. So they right. weren't willing to change their mind or thinking. So yeah, then they get in that place and they're in trouble. Yeah. Then the hard day comes. Yeah. Uh, Jeremiah 17, um, you know, around verse uh, six and seven talks about this. The Really, it's the unstable person who's not rooted in yeah. Yahweh, not rooted in God. Their trust is not in God. Their trust is in their flesh, their own strength. And so when the hard day comes, their their tree, you know, if we look at people as trees, it's it's weak and withered, and it's not planted by streams of living water. It's not producing fruit, and so that hard day crushes them. Yeah. And then the contrast in that same passage is about the one who trusts God. Yeah. It doesn't say they have all the answers. Right. They trust God. They put their trust in God. They say all that I have is, is from Yahweh. It also means it doesn't mean they don't feel. Correct. Right. They, they just, go through the hard day. Yeah. They they still yeah. feel all the pain, yep. but the difference is the unstable person then is ruled by that. Yes. Versus the person that's able to go back to the word and say, okay, I am hurting, yeah. but here, here are your promises. And, and they're cultivated exactly what you said. They're cultivated in truth from God. Yeah. Like that's what they're, that's where they're cultivating all that fruit from. They're not cultivating fruit from, uh, you know, good works don't come from the desire to do good works. Mm. Good works come from a good tree and really come from a heart that says, all that I have, everything that I am is God's. Yeah. Where does the good work come from? Not from me. Yeah. <laughs> it, it comes from whatever God decides because even my best works need to be washed clean. Right. So my good works aren't qualitatively, truly good. Yeah. They're good in the sense that God has washed me, regenerated me, and is making me new. Right. But those good things are still needing to be cleansed because only God is good. So with that, we, we say, what a, what a beautiful thing to be rooted in truth, rooted in the promises of God, reminding ourselves of what God has done, what he will do, uh, what, you, what the promises are. Yeah. And as we bring truth to bear and, and we believe it, then mm -hmm. we live out of it. And so we ask the question, God, what are you doing? We answer with truth from God's word. We say, right. you will not forsake us. Right. You will not abandon. Romans 8, 28 and 29, we're reminded that all, all things, things work for yep. good and all means all for those who love God and are called. And even there in the purpose statement of 29 is that that we will be made like his son. Right. And his son, as we learned in Romans you, or uh, Hebrews, you mentioned this, uh, Hebrews 12, um, just the other week. Yeah. His son went through hardship. Yeah. His son was, we get this idea of perfect. We'll have to probably, I know we teased about know, unpacking through, through Hebrews sufferings. more. We keep doing it, but through right. the sufferings, it right. was necessary. And that was part right. of God's plan. And that is part of the beauty of our perfect high priest and savior, yep. knowing our condition, knowing our station in a way that is far deeper than any of us can fathom. There is beauty in that uh, so that we can trust God and say, God knows. 
God knows the pain of heartache. You mentioned Jesus weeping. Jesus lost Lazarus. Mm. And, and he didn't weep as one who was like, well, I'm going to bring him back to life in a couple of minutes, guys. Right. Like, don't worry. Yeah. He wept as one who lost a friend. Yeah. One who lost a close friend, like we would call a brother even. Yeah. And he wept because he saw the hardship with Mary and Martha, his sisters, Lazarus' sisters. And he wept because he saw the broken condition. And we even think about Jesus saying, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, how I want yeah. to gather you under my wing like a mother hen. But you won't. Because he loves right. his creation. Right. He loves his people. Right. And he's heartbroken. Uh, and those emotions are good. Yeah. Those emotions you mentioned produce compassion. Yeah. They produce great compassion and a willingness then to show grace and to show kindness, which is undeserved and unmerited favor. Amen. Uh, and those are things that only God himself can have and can cultivate. Uh, and so we have to yield uh, to him to do those things. Amen. So with all of this, um, what, what maybe is your final thought? And I'll let you have the last word here on, on cultivating those biblical emotions in just an expression of worship or expression of faith in life. Yeah. Again, just, just make sure you're balancing authenticity with trusting in God's word. I mean, that really is the bottom line. And you know what? Again, it comes back to what we talked about a couple episodes. Again, knowledge of self, knowledge of God, mm. right? So I know my heart. We, we all ought to be able to know our own heart to the extent where we're like, I like I know which emotions in me are most dangerous, mm. right? And, yeah. I, and I've, yeah. I've mentioned before that I can be pugnacious, right? Oh, we should all know our weaknesses, <laughs> right? Right? Yeah. right. So I am on guard for that emotion in yeah. my heart. And uh, other things, not so much, but that one, boy, I, I like a good fight. And so <laughs> if you push the wrong button... I can be so I've got to I got to be on guard. So right. that's not that's knowing myself, yeah. right? But then also being able to say, okay, Lord, and this has been my prayer for probably twenty years right now. Make me a more gentle man, hmm. because I know my tendency to to be that, and I don't want to be that. I want to be this. So uh, so being authentic with Lord for with the Lord for like twenty years now about that issue has really has borne fruit. Amen. The Lord has changed me in many many ways, Amen. and. Uh, so knowledge of self, uh, being honest that, hey, this is this is a potential weak spot for me, taking that to the Lord. And then again, then I'm trusting him because I can't fix that. Right. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to trust him. I know what he says, that that he is he's going to complete a good work in me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'd like him to do it before I get to glory because <laughs> uh, you know, I'm always impatient. I want to see more <laughs> All growth. All of us are, yeah. Which is, you know, I, it's, it's a godly thing. But he is going to complete the work. Amen. So, Amen. That's really good. You know, and and for God's glory too. You know, just to even encourage the listeners, like I, I've known Jeff for sixteen of those ish mm-hmm. years, somewhere around there, fifteen of those twenty years. So I didn't know you in the twenty You're years. Old. You know, I know that reminds me of that. Um, but you know, to God's to God's praise and for His glory, like you're not known as a pugnacious man. You're not known as a non-gentle man. And, and I praise God for that. Yeah, praise you know, like even as we talk about with, you know, within the elder team having tough conversations at times, there's no fear that any elder has of you engaging on hard things because of that transformative work of Christ. Right. And so you're you're encouraging the listener to live out what you have lived out by yeah. God's grace. Yeah. And so listener, I, I pray that it encourages you. Tough subject. We talk about emotions. There's so much more that we could unpack on it, but uh, really grateful, Jeff, to have the conversation tonight. Great. Uh, in this episode awesome of the Thinking stuff. Tree. Friends, we, we pray this really has helped you to renew your minds and to reform your hearts. Uh, coming up on the Thinking Tree in a few episodes, uh, Lord willing, we'll be tackling, uh, tackling, not tackling, tackling, <laughs> uh, talk, a really interesting topic on raising our kids 
in those those middle ages, in the grade school ages, mm. and, and what that looks like. There's a lot of unique things. We're talking about starting school. We're talking about friendships, and you know, all the things. There's a <laughs> lot that, that comes into extracurricular activities. We talked about it a little bit before, but a little bit different in the grade school dynamic, and then even preparing for those teenage years, and which will be a whole other thing in and of itself. But something to look forward to. So, uh, look forward to your engagement on the Thinking Tree, and uh, Lord willing, we'll see you next time. <laughs>